Welcome to the Find Fit Podcast, the fitness podcast to rediscover and redefine the way we look at being fit. Find it, believe it, achieve it. Colin, it's the Find Fit Podcast, episode number two. The December Fine Fit Challenge. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course. This is the type of podcast that I don't want you to be hiding behind the scenes because we should introduce yourself to everybody and let them all know that you are the man behind the scenes making all the magic work for this podcast. Yeah, magic. But <laughs> do it that way. Yeah. All right. So I can introduce myself. I'm uh, Colin Chapman, uh, uh, longtime friend and long lost brother of Ramsey, um, Ramfit here. So I, yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to convince the word of his uh, health and wellness journey. And, uh, you know, he, he always uh, tells me these little tidbits. And I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then, you know, it's kind of funny through the years where we're both kind of on our own journey. He uh, moved back to BC. I'm in Alberta. I, I stayed here. Well, he came out to me first, you know, <laughs> sought out a better land. And then he realized maybe it's it's better by the ocean. But uh, that's another discussion. Yeah. Um, what did you call me? <laughs> a tree hugger? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's in your blood. So, you know, you can't, uh, can't get away from it. But uh, I think it's pretty uh, indicative of being a tree hugger and where we're we're ending up i think i might have to move a little further west towards some some uh you know greener pastures here <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't just hug trees anymore yeah but, exactly. uh, I, I love all of nature but yeah. uh i am a proud tree hugger <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i know for sure and so yeah I, I guess what is it i convinced you to do this podcast it was like all right and now uh, Ramsey's entrusted me to uh, do the technical stuff in the background. So I tell him I know what I'm doing. I basically just kind of fudge it all together. And uh, here we go. <laughs> I love it. I think it was probably, it feels like 20 years of you telling me to do this. And uh, so I'm glad that we're finally, finally making it work. And, and without your belief in, in myself, it, uh, it wouldn't have ever happened. So I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks. No, I uh, yeah, it's been well it's, since we've been starting here. It's just been uh, electrifying with the excitement and stuff. And, you know, just uh, chatting and you know having a good time. I think that's the most important thing. Is I get to chat uh, you, my buddy, uh, a lot more, and we get to talk about exciting things that are really in alignment with uh, you know where where I want to you know my fitness goals to become and more or less my life goals to become too. So it's really nice to, uh, um, you know, have that, uh, I think you call it the tribe, uh, you know, building on that tribe and having the conversation and this is a good outlet and, you know, not just you and I having a little chat or having a beer and having a chat, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, we get to share that with everyone else. And I think that's what I'm most excited about. So. Oh, I, I couldn't I couldn't say it better for sure. I I am extremely grateful to have you in, in my tribe and and we're creating this tribe of, of fine fit fanatics, shall we say? And and that's exactly what the, the fine fit podcast, the 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 behind piece of this in regards to the legacy of it is to really be able to embrace everyone's 
fit side. And that's why I always say, oh, I'm Ram fit. And, and you already gave my identity away with saying Ramsey. So now you all mm-hmm. know my real name. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but my, my superhero Marvel comic character name will be uh, Ram fit. And, and so having you on your, you know, what we want to discuss today is, is Colin fit. And, and, and what I mean by that is that we're going to try to have you on, you know, monthly. And, and I, I found a fun way of doing this. If, uh, if you accept the challenge or accept the mission and uh, what I'd like to do is I want to create a challenge for not only myself, but yourself and maybe others that want to join in on it. And because this is December 1st today, um, we're, you know, I want to discuss the December challenge and start it off here, start it off fresh. And, and yeah, we could have started in a new year like everybody else where they're like, oh, I'm going to wait till next year to start my, uh, my fitness journey. And then they, they go through January and they're like, well, no, maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> we'll a, start. So hey, I, if we're going to do it, let's do it right away. Let's get after it, you know? Exactly. Uh, what better way than let's go right into December and do a December challenge. Uh, it's very similar. Like I, I had always heard and inspired as well by, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast and he always does the sober October. And, and I always thought, well, what if there was a challenge every month right it doesn't mean we're gonna be sober every month <laughs> that's another topic <laughs> should, should, should i uh, wait to hear what you uh tell, you're about to tell me i'm gonna to have to do uh, before i commit to this <laughs> <laughs> you have to sign a liability waiver for yeah, sure yeah did i did i sign that already i can't <laughs> sign dated yes you're in it to win it that is exactly what's gonna happen this december so We'll uh, we'll discuss that in full detail coming up, and and for all of you that want to join the December challenge, uh, please do. And if you do, we want you to hashtag the challenge, the December challenge, hashtag FF it December. We're gonna put a whole new meaning to F it <laughs> by, by the I end like of this. It. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is this challenge? Can you uh, elaborate here for me? Absolutely. So just like our, the, the, you know, the first podcast, the why, and, and I'm going to get in a little bit of your why, but we're going to, we're going to basically embrace the top 10 pillars that we've come up with. And, and that I, you know, that uh, I'd, I'd like to discuss further down the road with, with other guests and, and potentially maybe change those pillars as we start to learn and educate ourselves throughout this, but we're going to make a top 10 list, actionable tasks, realistic tasks, um, and achieve it. So live, I'm going to Dr. Phil you and, uh, it would be the Dr. Phil of fitness here. And number one, just like anything, we have to create a foundation. So I'm going to, we're going to go through those 10 tasks. So it's not intimidating <laughs> for you. We, uh, I was going to say, should I put a precursor of what I'm doing right now? I'm having a beer while we're having this chat. Like, is that part of the list? <laughs> That's your last beer. <laughs> uh no we'll we'll get into the alcohol side of it but uh it reminds me of our good old days of of sitting around well actually our good old days let's be realistic here let's tell all the listeners it was usually having beers and then suddenly we look outside and it's raining and it's a cold day and we go hey uh want to go for a run (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were chatting about this the other day where it was like 
we're like, oh, it's Friday night. Let's get in shape and like doing sprints outside from like goalpost to goalpost because like we thought it'd be a fun idea. <laughs> Literally the night before till 3 a.m. at the pub eating yeah. wings and drinking. It's a great idea, Colin. Let's get in shape today and go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> well actually to tell you the truth maybe maybe your brother jay was onto something when he used to get really intoxicated and take his shirt off from the bar and run home <laughs> yeah you know I, I think there could be some studies on that <laughs> i'm gonna have to get him on here discuss it but maybe he needs his own podcast because he had this figured out a long time ago <laughs> Which ultimately leads us into FF it December and, and, and the, the challenge because we are going to try to embrace the cold. And, and that's what we want to talk about today. Um, in regards to the month of December, we all know it's, it's getting that time of Christmas. It's also getting time to the weather change as well. So we're going to go through the top 10 pillars. And um, like I said, at the end, if you decide to join me on this mission... <laughs> then I want you aboard it because you signed up for this. We're going to be doing challenges each month and don't worry. Some of the things will be the same, but we got to mix it up. So this is where I start and this is where I begin. But, you know, Colin, you're an amazing friend, but not just an amazing friend. You are also a father. You are extremely busy. And in order for me to, you know, uh, help you on this journey in regards to fine fit, we need to learn a little bit more about you and your lifestyle. And so just in like, you know, you, you don't need to elaborate too much, but I just want you to kind of discuss, you know, what your current situation is and, 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 you know, let the listeners know about dad life. And, and we're both dads because I also have a, a three month old at, at home. And, and so this, this is more about me talking with you about this so give me a little cold notes version of your life currently yeah high level summary is i wake up make food clean up <laughs> make food again <laughs> clean up make food clean up go to bed <laughs> and start again no just kidding but i know it's a pretty busy household like uh, my wife and i are both working and so we got the kids in daycare and uh, i've got uh, two young boys so they're approaching four and two so uh, you know, I'd like to say I have or docile kids, but they're probably, I call them like little nuclear reactors. They've got a lot of energy and uh, it's a lot of fun to keep up to them and keep them entertained. So it's pretty much just a, a simple routine of uh, yeah, getting up, getting the kids ready for daycare, dropping them off and then getting after the day of work. And then I've got, uh, you know, like my lunch hour there for a bit of a break. And then again, going to pick the kids up for daycare. And then when they're home, we're making dinner and, uh, you know, either chasing them around the, uh, uh, the house or, you know, whatever evening activity there is. And then on the weekends, same kind of idea, getting the kids out, uh, you know, either a park or whatever throughout the day, one of them's napping, one of them's not. So it's like an ongoing logistical thing. Um, and that's Saturday, Sunday. And then we start again with the, the Monday routine. So not a, not a lot of variance there, but, uh, definitely a lot of, um, uh, movement moving around and uh whatnot with the kids for sure so and that kind of leads us into even our first pillar but like how's your sleep because by the sounds of it you're <laughs> you're a busy guy yeah well i don't know if uh, any of those parents out there are listening but uh, sleep training is a bit of a challenge and uh, creating habits too with little 
little people there. It's uh, it's pretty challenging sometimes. So right now, um, <clears throat> my oldest here, he uh, we've overcome him uh, being able to sleep through the night without a diaper on. That's great. But uh, now he likes to snuggle from about 12 to 2 um, a.m. onwards. So he'll, he'll jump into bed with dad there and uh, continue to Mortal Kombat kick me all night. <laughs> Most <laughs> of the time, not, not every night. So it's it's a bit challenging there. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, with that, it's uh, sleep, consistent, good sleep is, is a bit of a challenge for me. For sure. So what, what kind of sleep are you getting, do you think, in regards to hours? Have you ever tracked it before? Yeah, like I would say, um, if he doesn't, if my oldest doesn't come and jump into bed, it's usually at least like six to seven hours uninterrupted. Um, but right now it's probably when he jumps into bed, it's like a four hours, uh, like, uh, unbroken sleep. Nice. So that's, that, that, that's a big piece there because you just kind of hit it on uh, the head on the nail, because I think a lot of people think like, Oh, I, you know, I have bad sleep because I only got four hours. And, uh, a lot of times they're just like, you know, sleep's not a thing because like I got four hours and now my you know, next day is basically ruined because I'm not getting the optimal sleep between, you know, seven to nine hours or, you know, back in the day, we always heard like the eight hour thing. And, and, and to kind of bring things back to the foundation of this too, doing this podcast is because I want to simplify things as much as possible. I think there's a ton of information out there, but I almost think that things have been planted in our heads in that we, if we're not doing, say, the eight hours of sleep, then you're just you're just not optimal. And and I've worked with many people where I'm going to say that you know uh, I'm I'm no sleep doctor, but you know I would like that each individual to kind of prove that wrong. And in order to do that, I feel the foundation is is that we all kind of have our optimal sleep. In order to figure that out, you kind of hit it when you answered that question and saying, well, I think I got, you know, four hours in that. Um, my next question would be, have you actually ever tracked it for, say, 30 days, which is about to come up here in December? <laughs> Are you giving me homework? Already? I'm giving you homework already. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, not consistently. I mean, it's more of like a one off each night and then. You know, say I get a few good nights in, then I feel pretty good. And then it's like a couple bad nights. And then, yeah, it's, it, you know, I find it's it's kind of like, <clears throat> it's almost like I have to consciously be aware of it <clears throat> in the sense that like, uh, you know, just being busy during the day, it's like, oh, like I should go, like, I feel like I should go to bed at 930 just so, you know, just in case my son jumps in, wakes me up. And I've, I've got that capacity there, whereas like sometimes I feel like 1030 is good or, or whatnot. So it's like, well, you know, I have to be careful, too, because like sometimes my brain is like, oh, like, oh, I can just stay up a little bit longer and get this chore done or whatever. And like I have to sometimes catch myself to like pull it back. So it's a it's a bit of a challenge and juggling act. Uh, I love that you just said that as well, where you went, you know, sometimes I push it because that's how I feel, or maybe something's out of my control, where, you know, my kids either are going to go to sleep or not go to sleep. And um, we're going to dive deep into this with our guests as well, because, you know, uh, there is a real side of that in regards to our body from the inside. And it, it's basically called your circadian rhythm. And interesting enough, when it comes to sleep, 
um, without an alarm clock, we wouldn't actually wake up in the morning unless cortisol actually awoke us. So that's actually what opens our eyes, which is, is pretty interesting to kind of know, because regardless of how you wake up, if you're happy or you're stressed, it's cortisol that is opening our eyes up. And a lot of times it's the light that plays like that vital role in us waking up um, and in which we're moving into winter now. So of course it's getting darker earlier um, and depending on where you are in the world, but it's getting darker earlier here in, you know, Canada. Um, Cause none of it, I feel bad for them as well because they sometimes have 24 hours of darkness. So I'll say in Vancouver or Calgary, you know, uh, the sun coming, going down earlier and then the same thing coming up a little bit later um, in the mornings as they get longer, your circadian rhythm gets a little bit shocked by that. And with that being said, if you look at kind of the sun going down at night, that is kind of a time when that melatonin should start being activated within our body and we should be winding down. Now, here's the catch. If you push your, your kind of sleep time, so let's say you said 9.30, so I try to get in bed around 9.30. And you said, well, you know, I feel like I have a little more energy or either it's out of my control, but I'm going to push it till 1030. Well, if your body's telling you to wind down and go to sleep, if you even ignore that a little bit, you now get a cortisol spike and we call it kind of the second wind effect <laughs> in which now you will be awake and then it's going to be harder the second time to go to sleep. Oh. Very interesting. So you're saying whatever time I feel like I need to have a nap and I uh, tell my wife this, it's a, it's okay thing. <laughs> it means go, go to sleep, have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I notice this sometimes like, well, obviously this time of the year, it's um, sun's going down pretty early, like four or five o'clock, depending on where you are. And I, it's like the hardest time to drive because I feel like I, yeah, like I need to go to sleep. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm like, oh, this, I need to get off the road here. And it's, it's, I find it's the worst time to drive, like uh, just as the sun's setting and uh, everything's going down. So it's good to understand that's uh, kind of just the body's natural way of saying, hey, it's uh, get, time to get ready for bed. Yeah, I think as we move into seasons, it, you know, with the winter being different than the summer as well, we almost have to reprogram our brain to tell it, you know, when is bedtime. And that's the neatest part about like working in and inside our bodies to try to like reprogram them. It's similar to if I fly to a different, um, you know, province or even country and there's a time change. I need to, my goal whenever for anybody actually out there is to now set my clock to that time where a lot of people will travel outside the country or, or province and they'll go, oh, it's, it's, you know, 740, you know, back in BC and it's 1040 here, but I'm going to wait until it's like 140 because then <laughs> it's my bedtime and I'm going to go to sleep. And that's the exact opposite. You know, you're, you need to, get to bed at that current time as fast as possible to reprogram your brain to, to, to be in that um, time zone. Now, what's super neat is your brain will recognize that a lot faster than if you push it. Um, and, you know, the opposite effect when you come home, you have to reprogram your brain back to that. So not to go like super in depth on that, um, piece of it because I can't wait to have some people on to interview about sleep but I think the first realistic task if you're up for it is to simply 
figure out a bedtime and a wake-up time. And the only catch to this is you need to do it seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you're obviously like, no, I don't control my sleep. And so even better than that, what I want you to do is I actually want you to set a timer for when you are sleeping. Because then ultimately in that day, and just by tracking it, you may have, say, four hours at night, and then maybe you slip a 20-minute nap in. So now you're at four hours and 20 minutes, if that makes sense. So in a way, I want you to look at it in a 24-hour time clock and going, how much sleep did I get in a 24-hour period? Yeah, I think I can do that. Actually, it was, this is, reminds me, like, the other day, I... It was like it was lunchtime, and I was like, oh, "I gotta, I got some stuff to do." And I just was like, "No," I just kind of laid down, literally on the floor of um, the master bed, not even in my bed, like literally lying beside <laughs> my bed. I just like actually kind of raised my feet up. I, I like to kind of have my uh, legs up at like kind of a ninety degree up, and I uh, just kind of fell asleep on the ground. I, I have the luxury there was a nice window there, so the sun was beating through, and it was like a good twenty minute nap and. And uh, the rest of the afternoon was pretty good. I love it. You get the, the, the blood right to the tip of the head there, right to the <laughs> brain. I was, I was going to say, did you faint? And then you threw <laughs> your feet up there. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, you, you hit it there where you're just like, okay, when can I kind of get it in? And um, in order to do that, what I want you to start doing now is to actually track that. And, and this is the foundation. I know a lot of people, like, well, do I get eight hours? Do I have seven hours? It's like, well, what can you realistically get? And you're winning the foundation of sleep that, that I'm going to come out and say right now is just to say that your foundation is what you make of it. Because don't aim for goals if you don't even know what you're currently doing, if that makes sense. So just to have the, as a challenge, just for you after these 30 days, when we move into like January, we have our, our little episode about how december went it's going to be really neat to kind of see oh wow like some days i was getting like way more than i actually thought i was getting and, and then when you actually look back at that you'll be like oh that makes a lot of sense why i had you know that much energy in that day and i was kind of slumped on that day if that makes sense yeah absolutely i think it'll be a good uh, precursor i like to uh i like to look at data and evaluate and uh, kind of make informed decisions i've just never really thought about doing it for sleep it's kind of i always just thought of it as a, a task not a task just something you do in the day and uh, i guess it, it does make sense to kind of um you know track it and find find what's working right now especially you know seasons change situations changes i mean i, I like snuggling with my little guy but hopefully he, <laughs> he goes back to his own bed at some point so but uh, I think I've got a younger one coming. He's probably going to fall in suit pretty quick. So maybe in five years, I'll have uh, something more uh, standard. But I, I like that approach of just kind of you know, throughout the week what it looks like and making sure I've got enough time. So, yeah, I think I can definitely handle tracking that down. For sure. And hopefully if them being little sponges are going to be, you know, watching dad do this and suddenly they're like, yeah, you know what, dad, I'm going to reprogram my brain as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right. It's like he doesn't need milk or snuggles at 2 a.m. Yeah. I want by the end of December, your little ones just be like, dad, it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> it's sleep time. Actually, it's funny. He, uh, he already says he's like, 
oh it's when it was uh summertime so you know you got longer hours he's like it's like 11 p.m he's like uh well the sun's still out why am i going to bed <laughs> and then he's like oh and then we wake up early you're not early like you know in time to get to daycare and stuff but because the sun's not out he's like but everyone's still sleeping <laughs> <laughs> why are we even awake dad let's go back to bed yeah i feel like he is he has more wisdom than i do right now well, we can learn a lot from kids. That's that's a big piece for sure. Um, so moving on to pillar number two, water. So, you know, we talk about it on the show here, we're going to be talking a lot and diving into H2O. Uh, but I guess the question I throw at you is, do you drink water? And if you do, how much do you drink? Yeah, like, uh, well, I think you got mad at me a, a few months ago about this. And you're hey, like, hey, hey, you hey. <laughs> I don't get mad. I don't get mad. I, had, I, that's we, caring. I'm yeah, caring. Yeah, you for... cared about me. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure my uh, my blood had turned into coffee. So it was a, a chug along in the arteries there pretty good. Uh, but yeah, no, right now, um, yeah, on my little list of things I do in the morning, I have at least two big glasses of water before having any coffee. And then throughout the day, I try to have uh, um, anytime I think of having another coffee or something, I make sure I have another two glasses or just whenever I think of like either um, being hungry or getting up, I try to remind myself to have some water. That being said, I don't know how often it actually works and it's probably very infrequent or in terms of the actual quantity per day it's it's definitely varying day to day so there's three kind of topics i want to hit when it comes to water and you hit you know the first two of those and one being you, you pretty much answered that question similar to pretty much every client i've ever had which is what are you talking about water i wake up and drink coffee <laughs> <laughs> and they're like if you're taking coffee away from me I'm not working with you. This isn't going to have this relationship is just not going to work. And I go, Whoa, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. But what I will do is I always challenge them to, well, I ask them two questions. I say, well, well, when you drink coffee, are you drinking it for taste or are you drinking for it to wake up? And just that question alone, they kind of step back and they're like, um, Hmm, I've never thought about that. And a lot of times though, what the other response I get is, well, I, I drink it for taste. Like I, I, life is nothing without coffee first thing in the morning. But, you know, funny you asked that question because I don't really get a lot of energy off of it. And there's kind of like my opening for me to kind of like put myself in there and go, I would like you to try something. When you first wake up in the morning, I want you to drink the biggest glass of water you can find before you drink your coffee. And coincidence or not I, I i actually threw that challenge out to a client because they had come to me and said i i drink like six cups of coffee and it does nothing for me and so i said as an experiment let's do this i want you to drink water and then drink coffee and instantly they phoned me that day and they're like i'm zinging i've had one coffee today and i'm zinging and so there's a lot of truth behind hydration in the morning and then adding a stimulant such as coffee, the caffeine is going to go a long way. So by drinking water in the morning, what people don't realize is that we are all dehydrated when we wake up. You can drink as much water as you want before bed. You're probably going to wake up peeing all the time. Um, but I, I think of our bodies kind of like 
human humidifiers. So that's just like water's coming out of her mouth or maybe even you're a sweater at night and you're sweating it out. But a lot of water comes out of our body when we sleep. So if, if you think of your body um, waking up dehydrated, you need to hydrate yourself before putting those stimulants in such as coffee. And that's why I don't ever take away coffee. I don't take away anything. I, I'm all about replacing. And that's exactly what we're doing here in going like, we're going to drink water so that you get the most out of your coffee, if that makes sense. So front loading your day with water, you know, it won't take long for, you know, to know the reward that you get from the coffee. And if that's not a reward in itself, I don't know what it is. Cause then you at least get, you know, your coffee and you get to drink it too. you you know when you're telling me about having a stimulant and you're like being dehydrated it just kind of brought me back to one of our endeavors a long time ago we won't get into the details too much oh no no. (laughs) this is episode two brother like we gotta (laughs) but it was like yeah we had like it was like a red bull or whatever and i remember you fell asleep with a Red Bull in your hand. So it's like the, you know, premium stimulant to keep you awake. And you're just like, there might've been some dehydration on the other end of there. So like, maybe there's the link there. And I just remember, I was like, how is this possible? He literally just drank half of that and he fell asleep. <laughs> he, is, he is highly dehydrated <laughs> and it did not give him wings. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like, there was definitely some hot springs involved there and yeah, some other things. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss those trips. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That brings back the memories. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So now, yeah. now, now we're in our mid thirties. We're talking about hydrating before we not only drink our coffee, but maybe <laughs> just maybe hydrating before we drink alcohol well, as well. Yeah. You know, it's funny that talking about it, it's like the two beer hangover is a real thing. It's like, it's like a one for one ratio or maybe like a one to two ratio now, just so the next day is not terrible. Like have a beer, have two glasses of water. <laughs> well, yeah, you make me think because I'm just like, that makes a lot of sense because it's like, I think we actually dehydrate faster as we get older. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why the hangover over is that much harder on our bodies right mm-hmm, for sure so going back to that alcohol coffee being a stimulant I, I actually like another experiment i should try is like really 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 hydrating before you drink alcohol uh, especially for people that may be like irritable and that when they drink alcohol <laughs> we're gonna be like walking up to people's at parties and be like you are dehydrated right now. <laughs> you need to bring that anger level down and go drink some water. I'm not Which sure we'll get to community parties. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It'll probably kick me out of the parties and and, and you after this as well. So it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it, you know what? It, but going back to the water piece of it, 100%. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Um, and, and so like moving into December as well, like what? The second point that I was going to bring up is like the detoxification part of water. Like it's our number one detoxifier. Like you don't need to go to the store and, and buy a bunch of cleanses or things like that. Like just look at your water intake. And the third point of that is that we're all different when it comes to water. Like I, I literally know people that do not drink water at all. And, you know, good on them their body definitely is running without that water and it's adjusted um but the other side of that is is that the more water you drink the more water you release and now you're not having a water retention effect where a lot of people think it's the other way around well i'm here to tell you it's actually the opposite the more water you drink the more water you're going to dump 
And so the easiest way to drink water, I've actually eliminated even like the, you know, the eight cups a day philosophy of it. I, I kind of go, well, what is your water intake and what are you comfortable in drinking? And how you'll know that is if you start drinking more water, say tomorrow, um, you know, get maybe your favorite water bottle. And let's say, let's try to do three of those favorite water bottles as a minimum for your water intake. And maybe that water bottle is, you know, the majority of them are going to be about 500 mils to one liter. And you're going to hit three of those in a day. And if you come back, you call me tomorrow and you're like, Ram, I was peeing all day. Like I couldn't even get any work done because I was just peeing every 15 minutes. Then I will come back to you and say, well, you're probably drinking too much water. So for now, so dial that back to like two bottles. And, and so then actually as you do two bottles, you'll know as a minimum, you've been drinking those two bottles the next week, then you can maybe add two and a half bottles. And, and that's where it comes down to like the individuality of it. And going back to sleep, mission number two, see, it's not so hard. That's not, it's not so bad. <laughs> mission number two is I just want you to track your water. I yeah, want you yeah. to find your special water bottle. Yeah, um, yeah. I want you to fill it up. Uh, you make the number. Let's, you know, shoot for whatever you think is realistic. And even a little tip out there for, for all you listening, if you want to join along, um, if you've got your special water bottle, take an elastic band or, or for the females out there, take your, you know, hair tie, put it around your bottle and put two or three elastics or hair ties on there. And after you drink the bottle, take one off. So by the end of the day, you should have none remaining. So that way you can, you can track it or again, just drink it and, and you could probably keep track of three bottles i was thinking um, of a different kind of motivation you know printing off a sticker of uh you know your your fine fit uh logo there and putting it on there and just having your eyes gleaning at me every time (laughs) (laughs) drink some water (laughs) with with a little audio clip hey you get get your water in now (laughs) do it now now put that cookie down yeah yeah (laughs) Would uh, I guess like on the like, <clears throat> and sorry if I missed this, but like the indicators of like, you know, how do you know if you have enough water or whatever? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I've always kind of thought that, um, you know, like the, like the color of the pee or whatever that comes out, like, is that an indicator of like, say you're good, you're well hydrated or not? Like, is that an actual thing? I haven't really ever truthfully ever looked into it. So. Yeah, no, there's definitely some truth to that. The other side of that is if you do take any vitamins whatsoever, you're going to be peeing a different color. So I'm more based on kind of how you feel. Uh, Another side of that is like if you're really drained of energy or like you have a Red Bull and it puts you to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're you're for sure dehydrated. Dehydrated. That's all you need to do. You really call me next week. You'll be like, so I had a Red Bull. I fell asleep. I knew I was not drinking enough water. So (laughs) that's too funny. So I I would I would more base it on that. The other side of it is, is that it's just it's kind of like a goal without it being a goal in that you have a minimum of like two to three because if you are sweating in the day or you do have a hard workout of course you're going to need more water so you just kind of you want to replenish the fuel tank as best as possible if that makes sense oh absolutely so all i want you to do is track it not so hard right you can do that (laughs) yeah yeah well i am I'm committing. I'm gonna get it done. So yeah, for sure. I got to get that sticker of your face there, and just the eyes glaring at me. I think <laughs> all the time. 
Well, and what we'll do is we'll put it in the show notes as well after, um, the, you know, the blueprint. And then from there, we'll update it as to how many bottles of water Colin Fit is actually going to be drinking. So you can all follow along. And uh, if you can out drink him, you get bonus points. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll throw those in the show notes as well. Yeah, we'll figure out how to do that. <laughs> so uh, pillar number three, nutrition. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a big word, but you know, macro says nutrition, we're going to go a little bit micro. Um, but realistically as well, like we want to make sure that we set realistic goals in December for you. So you're able to hit it. And as we all know, it's going to be Christmas, right? Very soon, very shortly, the countdown's on and, and the closer we get to Christmas, of course, the, the better the food comes out to, uh, to of course entice our taste buds as they say um so what how do you currently eat and how are you going to prepare yourself for december and and i don't want this to be a diet question and i don't want you to say well you know i'm just not going to be able to eat those those treats because it's not how i look at diet i truly feel that in each month and i actually do feel with christmas i know myself i will be indulging um and so what are ways that we can improve that or realistically, what can we add in our day so that we can at least maintain our nutrition goals? So to throw that back at you, the ultimate question is, how are you eating and how do you prepare to eat? or How are you preparing yourself to eat this month? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, I kind of take the approach, at least with... Um uh sweets and stuff is kind of out of mind out of sight but it kind of if uh yeah kind of dinners and stuff it's gonna be hard so um you know i kind of i kind of base it off of uh, like um this is kind of how we run the household here too it's like say if we have like a lot of heavy foods for one day we kind of start feeling sluggish and then we kind of go to a vegetarian dish and we just switch it out that way and i uh, kind of keep on track of like yeah, having one fish a week and um and then the red meats we kind of have one or two uh, a week as well and then just like we don't even notice so much as to like when we have a vegetarian dish is just kind of part of our our general nutrition um <clears throat> and so like i guess for indulging yeah it's it's kind of tough because i can't really picture because like my christmas time is fairly I guess I'm fairly lucky because I get to go uh, and spend it a lot of the time on the ski hill. So I ski for, you know, six hours a day and then I get to come and crush a lot of food. So I don't really see a lot of impact there. But uh, um, yeah, you know, it, I, I do find it's rather challenging, though, when uh, we get uh, a lot of sugary sweets and uh, it's kind of like a downhill slope after that, then I almost start to crave it. So, uh, you know what? It's a good question. I might have to... <laughs> I might have to put it back to you, like uh, any kind of techniques or things to keep in mind while while this kind of month is upon us or is upon me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, again, it's going to come back to the individual, right, and and what they mm -hmm. want to achieve, and and maybe there are goals out there that that some people are trying to to, to maintain. <laughs> um, <laughs> I yeah, my, I was going to say my goal is like I got like a little bit of a muffin top over my belt right now, so I'm just trying not to make that any bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the realistic side of it is, well, you have to, you know, embrace yourself and make a realistic goal. Because again, a lot of people kind of jump 
one to 10. And so to hit that stare, Hey, this is month number one, right? Don't worry. Next December, it's going to be like, you know, Jack, six, Colin, you know, talking about (laughs) (laughs) sugar ain't a thing, but, uh, but it, it, it's really the lifestyle piece and, and more so than the aesthetics, which a lot of people think even that question, they kind of cringe at that question. It's like, well, how are you currently eating? And they're like, Oh, you don't, you don't want to know that. Or the other side is they just completely lie. And I'm like, and I go back and I'm like, Hey, I love good food too. Like I, I eat only not only for for my fuel tank, but also for my taste buds. That you know, there's food literally designed that way, which I, I hope to get a guest on here as well to talk about, um, because there's an amazing science just behind nutrition. And you know, nutrition we can make it a lot easier for ourselves, and, and you know, an easy way to kind of go about as well if you're at the grocery store you can ultimately, you know, get less ingredients um, for food groups. And what I mean by that is if you go, <laughs> this is kind of a funny joke, but I have a, a when I was teaching a, a bunch, of, a big group of people, I, I had said to them, uh, I said, when you're, you're in the grocery store and you go to the freezer section, um, you know, you get a whole bunch of uh, fries and then suddenly you look and you see yam fries and you're like, oh, those are healthy. I know those are healthy. So I'm going to eat those instead of the real fries. So then they pick up the bag of the yam fries and then and then not even that they look over and they're like, oh, there's three types of yam fries and they're all <laughs> made differently for bit. Oh, oh, OK, well, you know, uh, McCain, you know, I know McCain, so I'm just going to grab McCain, let's say. So now they take the fry bag and they they look at the ingredients and you know, most people don't, but let's say today they do. And so he picks it up, looks at it and they go, oh, okay. Oh, the first ingredient is sugar. You know, the second ingredient is an oil. The third is an oil. The fourth is an oil. And as they go through the list, all of a sudden it's yam right at the end. Right. And hopefully it's even spelt as yam and not like <laughs> yam or something. <laughs> so, so I would say, well, then they take it and they put it back. And then I say, and then, and then they got a little ram on their shoulder and then they grab them by the, the, the collar of the neck and, and, and walk them over to the produce aisle. And I say, Hey, go pick up that yam and read the ingredients out to me. You know? So they walk up and I go, it's a fucking yam. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's a yam? Where's where the ingredient list? It's, on a, it? it's a fucking yam. So the, the group of people, they're like, we got to make a t-shirt that just says it's a fucking yam. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first fine fit I like t-shirt. that. I'm, I'm putting out some notes here for, uh, you know, you might see this on the Instagram account. Uh, so... Coming back to the nutrition side of it, uh, you know, we have to be smarter, of course, when we hit the grocery store. The plus side of it is, is that a lot of brands are different. And so if you just start reading the ingredient brand, frozen or not frozen, you'll realize that some have less ingredients, right? And so I won't dive deep into that, but I will say, try to replace some of your foods that you currently like with the same food ingredients. Um, and, and that's one trick in regards to the grocery store side of it, but ultimately without changing your diet, I would actually say in December, we should add things to our diet. And what I mean by that, regardless of how you want to eat this winter, because I know I'll be indulging in as many Turkey dinners as I can. (laughs) It's it's Turkey month. Um, (laughs) 
But I also know if I'm going to eat, you know, those types of food, what's the fastest way to get those foods out of me? Because food is a fuel. I always look at food as fuel. And if you think of your, you know, uh, gas tank being empty, we want to fuel that up. Now, is it premium grade or is it going to be, you know, the lowest grade of fuel? Well, the premium grade side of it is, is that we want to add as many antioxidants to our diet. And so moving into the winter months, some may know it, some may not. Um, it actually comes kind of from an Ayurveda approach as well. Uh, a good way of doing it is adding uh, some of the underground, they, they like to say it, vegetables, which are basically grown underground um, all summer long. So they're very heavy. They're, they're a lot more dense. And they have a ton of really good antioxidants, which are going to help in multiple ways. Um, anywhere from digestion to just fueling the body with the right micronutrients so all of your like vitamin levels that you really need to increase during the winter months and and some of those food groups are you know squashes beets um even carrots potatoes sweet potatoes essentially any of the foods that kind of grow underground and and even you know any of your greens as well uh from brussels sprouts to like broccoli um and, and when in doubt, I always say even a greens powder, right, is just having a greens powder once a day. It's not going to replace you eating your, your vegetables, but it's definitely better than nothing. And so as for the month, what I want you to think about is live life, like enjoy it. Enjoy December. It's going to be a great Christmas. I know it's my first Christmas with my, my newborn and I can't wait for it and, and I'm going to indulge. But you and I both are not going to forget our antioxidants. And so what I challenge you to do this December, and as well as any of the listeners, is I want you to add at least two vegetables um, into your diet each day. So yes, you're going to be at the dinner party, and you're going to be looking for the broccoli. All right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, and, and just by doing this, you'd be shocked. I always said if people were, you know, um, I was thinking camping and, and I actually did this one year because I was training for a bodybuilding show, but we went camping and, and we were literally like, I'm like, I'm going to eat hot dogs. And I literally brought broccoli with me and I <laughs> ate the broccoli right after I ate the hot dog. And they were like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm helping my food digest. Like I'm going to use that wiener, you know, in my <laughs> <laughs> oh, these stories to come up with i'm gonna use that wiener i guess that's the next t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> i think we'll have to uh get some pr to to review that slogan first. you're able to edit these episodes right i hope so uh, so that's the challenge do you accept the challenge we're gonna eat some antioxidants in our diet which means greens powder or any of those vegetables that i mentioned um in regards to the Ayurveda approach. Yeah, like, I think, I mean, like, it's a good idea to keep track of every day. So at least two of those per day, maybe we'll throw up a list on there on the podcast notes there. But uh, just curious, though, like on green powders, I've never really consistently had one. Do you have one that you use normally or? Yeah, there's there's multiple greens powders out there. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, I, I do change them often as well. Um, but anywhere, uh, Cytogreens is a great one. Athletic Greens is amazing. Um, it has a little bit more uh, even mushrooms in there for your immune system. Um, and, and there's also one called Daily Greens. But we can definitely link some of them into the show notes as well. And I always say, especially with supplements, like it's good to do your research. 
And with this show, I, I definitely won't put anything on there that, that I have not taken or recommend. And um, so as a disclaimer, I'll, I'll definitely be transparent. And if we ever hear anything about, you know, said product and whatnot, then we'll do the research and, and definitely come back and, and change those recommendations. But um, those have been kind of like the, the, the top three. If I was to rate them, uh, Athletic Greens are, are one of the best. So um, yeah, take a look at it. We'll definitely link it in the show notes. We're not affiliated or sponsored yet <laughs> by them, but uh, yeah, they, they, they definitely are, are helpful. And actually to mention the athletic greens as well, they actually have travel packs um, that they yeah. do, which, which I like as well. Yeah. I might have to look into that. Cause you know, it was fun. It's like, yeah, say, you know, this is intuitive of like the month of December. So you go down to Mexico or go on an adventure and, you know, you're not supposed to eat a lot of the greens and stuff down south. And so like, I always find I'm always complaining to uh, my partner there. I'm like, man, I could really go for some, you know, something else in my diet other than, you know, the, the, the proteins and stuff that they've got there. So yeah, that'd be good to know to uh, have some travel packs and stuff. Absolutely. Add it to the list. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your uh, nutrition goal. See, it's not so hard. I'm not changing <laughs> the way we eat, not doing macros. We're good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this is good. Good information. All right. Moving on. One of my favorite here. Um, movement. Okay. So uh, especially with fine fit, we've changed that wording. And, and I, I love movement over exercise because a lot of people tend to, you know, some people cringe at exercise. <laughs> some people are addicted to exercise. I'm probably in that bracket more than the other way. But then when you actually exercise and you think it truly is just movement and moving our body. Okay, you can go as advanced as as anything, but you can also go as basic. And the the neatest part about about this as well is uh, talking a little bit about what, you know, a way of kind of transitioning into the winter and into December as well is, is that it is getting colder out. And there was actually a book that inspired me to think about this as well is just more movement in the winter and more movement in the winter outside. Um, so that book is called What Doesn't Kill Us. And it's a book by Scott Carney, who uh, basically is a journalist who did a book on the on Wim Hof, which I had mentioned um, as well, and, and will be mentioning more in these other podcasts that I do, because I'm a huge fan of him. Um, so definitely look him up. But the book is more or less, you know, about the lost art of cold. And where I'm throwing this back to is there was a project that started in 2011 in Boston called the November project, which was all about basically, you know, removing barriers and getting people to consistently work out, but work out outside. Not only did they work out outside, they worked out together and they did it first thing in the morning and they did it outdoors. And I think I know where this is heading. <laughs> I could already, I could already hear you uh, shimmering. Yeah, I know. Over, I'm just over thinking the, about uh, what you're about air. to say here. So sorry to interrupt. Please, please tell me. <laughs> it's time to embrace the suck. Um, you you know where I'm heading with this, but I looked at this and and the November project's been extremely successful, and you can take a look at it. And it's actually like spread across the world. Um, but, but looking into it further, I, I saw that a lot of people are, you know, working out and they're like, let's go work out outside. And I want to kind of take a different approach and say, 
yes, you're going to feel amazing. You know, any workout feels amazing, even more so to go against, you know, the um, mother nature and going outside and getting cold and doing your workout, you know, even more so you're going to feel amazing after that because you're doing something that's extremely, you know, stressful on your body, but you come out, you know, victorious. And how I look at that is that we're, we're changing seasons right now and moving into winter. What's the first thing we, we tend to do when the sun goes down earlier and, and, you know, get, it comes up, you know, later. Uh, the first thing I think about is that people want to, you know, bundle up, crank the heat on, you know, get their pumpkin spice lattes, <laughs> um, throw a good movie, you know, on and, and throw their feet up. And, and yet, uh, where our highest rates of, you know, cold and flu season, it, it is in the winter. And so if we can kind of nip this in the butt, shall we say, and start to get outside more um, as these as the winter months come along, is it so that now we're able to actually boost our immune system? And by doing it almost earlier in the winter, such as November into December, um, your body's going to start to accumulate and understand, oh, the cold isn't so bad, you know? And so, yes, you know where I'm going with this. But what I want to challenge you to do is to get out into the cold. And I know Calgary and I know it's going to get down to, you know, minus 30. Yeah, let's put and... this in the context. You live in BC where, what is it like, to minus one? It's hey, like, hey, it's like hey. minus five already in calgary right now you're you're, <laughs> you're you're throwing out a big big statement there because these beast folk will 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 have have something to disagree with you about dry cold and wet cold i must oh, say yeah, yeah. so you come on over on a nice wet cold day and, and, and we'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> with that being said the movement for this month I want to challenge both of us. And um, as an example, and, and, and I, I was doing it in November as well and, and plan to continue it in December, but um, how do you move uh, easy or not even think about it? Just get a dog. <laughs> get a dog because they have to go outside unless you have, uh, you know, you put them in the kitty litter box. But, um, and so what I've been doing with my dog is, uh, I'm lucky to have an elementary school uh, over here. And, uh, and, and so what I'll do is I'll take her first thing in the morning, usually wake up around the same time and, and uh, take her out of the field. And, and it's been raining here lots and, and, and nice and cold. And as a transition is into the snow here, um, basically I'll, I'll go out to the field and yes, I am the guy that takes his shirt off and is in shorts and goes for a jog in the field with the dog it's pitch blackout and people other than you know stopping and looking at this crazy guy running in the field the police haven't been called yet but probably because <laughs> i keep my shorts on which is a good thing um but i'm out there and it, it, it seems crazy to people but that is exactly what i want you to do now i'm not expecting you to go out with with no t-shirt on um but i would challenge you to slowly start taking layers of clothes off and going outside and, and, and truly seeing what your body is capable of doing. Now we need to be smart about this. And, and as a disclaimer, even to any of the listeners out there as well, you want to start out slow. 
And so I always say, if you're going to move, and this is something you've never done before, right, is as in, in December is a cold month, and I understand that. So stay close to home, <laughs> for one. And, and number two, when you feel cold to the point that, you know, the shiver system is starting to come up, go back inside because tomorrow's a new day. And the same thing goes, right? If you work up a sweat, go inside. And that's what we're looking to do. We want to try to make your body and your skin and everything inside warm itself up for itself, opposed to using clothes, opposed to using the heat inside your house. And so I challenge you not only to go outside and move with less clothing on, no matter if you're exercising, if you're running, if you're jogging, if you're just going for a walk, but when you do come back inside, I suggest that you take layers off. Don't put layers on and try to warm yourself up naturally. And what I mean by that is do a lot of isometric holds, kind of like you can walk inside and be like, whoa, I'm cold. You know, like you, you, your hands and your feet are probably going to be the most common places where you really feel it. And uh, I suggest you go and grab a, a wall and, and do a wall sit. And what you'll soon notice is your body is generating heat, which is the coolest thing. Uh, it could be a wall sit. It could be like a squat hold. It could be like a push-up hold, any kind of like isometric exercise. And we can throw those in the show notes as well. Um, but try to get your body to work. Like stop putting all of the clothes back on. Stop cranking the heat. Those are all you know, luxuries. And we've, you know, we've gotten away from that where almost the luxury just common it's like common knowledge but but go back into like thinking of yourself some of you can some of you can't but just think about like cavemen right like go hmm. back to that side of it like well ram i'm not a caveman so shut up <laughs> and i don't want to be a caveman yeah but i'm just I... surprised the uh you're running around the elementary school with your shirt off in the cold there <laughs> how have the cops not been called exactly this you is... got the dog right <laughs> and this is before any of the students are out this is yeah yeah this is six o'clock in the morning um and I, I plan to do it when the first snowfall hits and, uh, and continue to do it and, uh, and, and be smart about it. And I, I really all I'm trying to do is challenge yourself, challenge anybody else to get out this winter, take some layers off, um, embrace it. If you get cold, start moving right if you, you get really cold move faster <laughs> right like um and and try to really get your body to generate that heat naturally and and that's what you really want to go for now again disclaimer is is be very careful if you do get sweaty right um you know because if you're not used to it of course that hypothermic you know effect um and then and then number two right just know your limits um for it right and and go back but i will say if you really want to embrace it, I am telling you, and this is being tested, and, and if, if you really want to learn about it even more, read a book such as What Doesn't Kill Us. Um, the, the less clothing you put on, the better. And how you think of that is if, if someone falls through the ice and, you know, dumps into that water and goes into shock, one of the first things they do is take them out and take their clothes off, right? Body heat to body heat, Um side by side warming the natural body they don't put layers on because you will uh it will get worse before it gets better so yeah. i'll go let's get better and never get worse in the sense of like getting your body to really generate that heat on its on its own 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, like, it's pretty evident, too. Like, I pay attention to this, but it's, like, in the fall here, you know, you know, we come from summer, it's, like, 25, 30, and, you know, you're getting down to 15, and so we're talking degrees Celsius, and then we're talking, like, uh, you know, then it bumps down to, like, five degrees, and it's, like, oh, it's so cold, and then, you know, in Calgary, we get up to, you know, minus 30, but, you know, it can be minus 10 on average, and, you know, at minus 10 too you just kind of get used to it and you're like oh zero degrees it's a nice warmy day like a nice warm day or like <laughs> there's been many a times that you know it's zero degrees in calgary and it just seems so warm you put shorts on right so um yeah no i can definitely kind of see the trend there so you kind of get used to what you're um, or accustomed to what you're used to with uh, the weather and yeah i guess if you're uh getting used to being outside in the colder weather like i actually right now like getting the kids into the car for daycare this morning i'm like oh i need to put a jacket on and it's only like i don't know what is it like maybe minus one right now so well now you start a new trend get getting the car kids we're gonna roll the windows down and, and, <laughs> and, and drive to school <laughs> yeah yeah for sure well you know what's funny is uh it kind of on a, a side note here, like I can see with my my two sons, like they're they're always running hot, like they're warm bodies. Like you know, after daycare today, I was wearing a jacket, uh, and uh, my son didn't put his jacket on. He's nice and hot. He's running around. He's like a little furnace, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we can learn a lot from kids. <laughs> and some parents are gonna be really mad at me for saying take your jackets off but uh i'll live with it so um and i think we we kind of hit two pieces there because one of the tasks that i want to hit is cold and so hypothetically if you do get busy and and you're not able to you know um you know get maybe movement out in the cold and whatnot if you really want to do the cold of course that could just be you know flipping your nozzle to cold to end your showers off it can be rolling down the windows and driving, getting some sort of cold and just that minimal dose until you can work yourself up to accumulate. Um, that's a challenge. So we're going to try to get cold this this December. And I hope you all follow along. And I can't wait to, to see all of your journeys through this because we're definitely going to have some cool guests on this podcast to really dive deep into that topic. Perfect. So breath and cold challenge. Colin, are you up for it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or I've, I should go back to that, a cold and movement challenge, because the next topic we're going to talk about is breath work. So breathing. I'm going to go too deep into this, but the challenge this month that I want you or introduce you to, and I know you've done a little bit of it, but I'd like for you to try to do it daily. And I know it's difficult in your schedule. One of the easiest things to do, and I mentioned it earlier, is the Wim Hof breathing technique. Um, Wim Hof, not only one of the pillars is cold, the other pillar is breathing. And one of the first pillars of the Wim Hof method is mindset. And so I feel we have to include all three of those into our tasks so that we're getting the most benefit um, for our cold challenge or for our December challenge. Um, have you done the Wim Hof before, Colin, in regards to the breath work? Yeah, I've, I've done it a, a couple of times, yeah. So three to four sets is what we'll want to look for. 30 to 40 breaths. Um, for all the listeners out there, if you've never done it, I would highly suggest you get the app and so that you can do it properly. 
with that being said, um, essentially what it is, is it's a, it's a deep inhale in. And the best piece that I can recommend in regards to breathing is to really figure out how to breathe properly first. And when you breathe in, um, what you're trying to actually do is push your diaphragm out. So you breathe in, you can do it right now with me, right? So breathing in and pushing your stomach out as far as you can push it, right? So that's stomach breathing, right? So when you breathe in and then it comes up to your chest and you can feel it in your chest. And then all the Wim Hof method is, is that you just let go. So you don't fully exhale, you just let go. It, it's such a neat feeling anyways, because you've just fully expanded your diaphragm and then you let go. It's not a full exhale, but it's just in and then just let go. So is it kind of like you're pushing out, like, you know, reminds me of a little guy there, but it's like little Buddha belly that he's got, like pushing it out and then up into the diaphragm. Is that right? Yes. Dad is going to have a Buddha belly challenge for his kids. <laughs> Just picture my youngest be like, all right, belly out. <laughs> belly off. <laughs> belly off. <laughs> Take your shirt off, it's belly off. And we're going right. outside and make snowman do a belly off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hit it on the nail. For, that is exactly what you want to envision. And, and you want to get that thought in your mind. And because a lot of people will jump into the Wim Hof method, and especially when it comes to breathing, and they'll just almost try to like keep up to Wim. They may try to keep up even to the app. And the best thing that you can do so that you progress is, is build a foundation and learn how to breathe properly first. So do quality over the quantity, which means breathe, stick that stomach out, then let go, right? Breathe in, stick the stomach out, let go. And try and do that for about 30 or 40 breaths. And then on one of the last ones, if you hit that 30 mark, great. All you're going to do is let go. And on your last let go, you're going to hold your breath. And you're going to be quite shocked as to what happens. And, and you're going to be able to hold it for quite a long time. Even more so, what you're going to realize is that the breath while doing those, those bre uh, the breathing technique, your body is actually going to heat up. So you can see where I'm going with this. Pre-cold or even after cold, if you wanted to warm the body back up, this is a good way of doing it. And you can actually push your body into a parasympathetic state, which is basically the state of our bodies that we want to be in when we want to like rest and digest. So you can kind of do this breath technique any time in your day. It doesn't need to be before cold. It doesn't need to be after cold. You can do it. And the more you do it, it's kind of like a... Um, kind of like an app inside your body that you're just continuing to improve on. And what you will actually find is going to help your normal breathing um, that you do just kind of on a, like a normal day basis. And um, not to uh, continue on with that, but to kind of finish off the breathing technique from that is when you have that last kind of breath hold, there's going to come to a point where, as Wim likes to call it, he, he says the reptilian brain is going to come up and the adrenaline is going to tell you to breathe. <laughs> He's going to say, breathe, motherfucker. <laughs> I, can just, I can just hear him in my head. Every time I hear him in my, in my head saying this. And, and you're not going to breathe. And what you're going to do on that, that hold is when that reptilian brain comes up and bites you and says, breathe, you're going to do the opposite. And you're actually then going to take an inhale and you're going to inhale and then you're going to hold for about 10 more seconds. And that's where the, I like to say the magic happens. 
And, um, you know, be very careful with this technique. Like I said, I highly suggest you get the app. Uh, there's many courses you can take on it as well. Uh, the app's how I started, and, and then I ended up doing some in-person courses, which we'll be talking about on future episodes. But um, it, it is it is an amazing technique, and it's going to not only assist you with the cold, but it's also going to assist you in other stressors. And And that's ultimately what the cold is. The cold is basically getting you to do something you don't really want to do. And the breath of it all is that the, I guess the moral of the story here is that the slower we breathe and the calmer we are, we're able to adapt to stress a little easier. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, I feel like I, I might've uh, <laughs> signed up for something. <laughs> I'm like, I would pause on this uh, podcast here. What have I got myself into? No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, like, I mean, even just the little things like uh, through the the years and stuff. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but really, it's just these little things in cursors like yeah, um, to do that, like, uh, you know, e even the simple thing of like putting on, you know, my daily list of like a couple glasses of water has really helped. And, you know, like, you know, in the world right now, like it is pretty challenging. And, you know, I found myself, uh, um you know, challenge just with work and the kids and stuff. So yeah, I'm definitely looking to um, kind of push forward to a better fit for myself uh, as well. So yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> it seems a little bit intimidating, but again, I think it's just day after day trying to um, knock off what I can get to, right? Well, and I always like to reward these feats as well. And an easy way for you to reward yourself, because I've been adding some stressors here in regards to like movement in the cold, you know, this, this breathing technique. Um, and, and so the reward of this is, is that I know that you have currently invested in an infrared sauna. Oh yeah. And, and so if you're doing all your movement, but you know that you have a sauna to go home to, it just makes it that much better. And so the same thing goes with you as to any other listener. If you have a sauna or you don't, I always want to incorporate heat in your day. And I want it to be as natural as possible. But for the ones that don't have the infrared, go enjoy your hot shower, right? Like crank it up to, to hot. Have a hot bath, like add some Epsom salts. But you should always include heat within your day as well. Um, an easy way for the cold side of it as well is, you can have a cold shower and then go to hot and then have a cold shower and then switch it to hot. So you can do like a cold and hot transition, right? Ultimately, we're trying to do with the heat uh, of the body, just like the cold is you just want to really wake up the body. You want to basically tell all of your, you know, the full mitochondria and all your cells inside the body to just start working, right? Um I think of the cold just like an ice pack on the skin. You, you put it on, you pull it off, and all the blood rushes to that area. It's nice and red, right? It's telling you that, hey, you're alive. <laughs> I, I actually, I, that's, that was one of the things that um, Ben Pakalski actually had on his podcast, I remember. I thought that was the coolest thing. He says, you know why I get into the shower every morning and turn into cold? Because when it hits my skin... It reminds me that I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to remember that. Because when, when you don't feel the cold, then, then that's going to be another issue, i.e. <laughs> you're no longer living. So <laughs> as long as you can feel the cold against your body, you should actually say, hey, I'm alive. I'm alive today. <laughs> All right. That's another sticker. I got to get the picture of this uh, 
Sorry, what was the gentleman's name again? Mikulski. Yeah, we'll have to get a picture of Ben out there. Put it in your your shower there the, for when the you're showing him. I'm not you're putting lied. Ben You're lying. Of the message of I got a picture. I got a poster of you in my shower, Ben Bukowski. Yeah, that's it's not that's weird that's at awesome. all. Is it? He's, one of, he's, I, he's one of my favorite bodybuilders out there. He's got a great show as well. Um, so we'll we'll throw we'll throw some some shout outs into the show notes as well for for all the these these wonderful people that have inspired my my crazy self to do what I've you know done. So. Um, I, you know, I love this. I, I love this challenge. I can't wait to do it. Um, we've we've hit kind of the cold and heat. You know, we've jumped around these pillars, so we are definitely going to show them in the show notes. Um, but last but uh, not least, especially moving in the winter months, we'll we'll finish off with the the supplement side of it. And um, being that you know we're not in the summer, it it seems um, almost obvious that we need more vitamin D. But if you didn't know that, you know now. And so getting some vitamin D into your body is essential in regards to the vitamin side of it. So they recommend about 3,000 to 4,000. I don't like to usually put numbers out there uh, for my guests because everybody is individual based on that. Um, You know, you can definitely go get lab tests done to find out in regards to your vitamin D deficiency. But I will say you should definitely inquire about getting into um, vitamin D daily. I know, uh, like Colin and myself being a dad as well, we give vitamin D to our infants right when they're born. I feel like we should never stop. Um, giving it to ourselves, but especially in the winter months. So I call in, I want you to throw some vitamin D into that body to keep you healthy over the winter. Yeah, um, well, I think uh, this one, I'm for sure check mark. I don't even have to do anything here. So I'm already up on that. Boom. Look at that. See, next December, you're going to be like, oh, Ram, no, I already do that breath work. And I, <laughs> I do jumping jacks every morning. Yeah, like I need something more here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you run in shorts, I run naked. <laughs> uh, that, I believe that was another story outside of the Red Bull story. <laughs> future, future episode. We're getting my streaking days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the only other supplement on that list as well is any type of healthy fat. So I, I'm a huge believer in fish oil, uh, not only for your heart, your brain, your overall skin. Um, Dr. Rhonda Patrick uh, is amazing, does amazing research on um, omega-3. Um, there's an amazing new study out that you can look up as well um, in regards to reducing all-cause mortality. Um, on top of that, so a shout out to her, but in regards to omega-3 and getting um, fish oils or eating more fish over the winter as well is really going to help um, help the body as well as help the immune system um, skyrocket. So that's another supplement I would highly recommend um, you throwing into your stack. Hey, that's another check mark there. I'm on that already. Beautiful. Two for ten. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I know you got baby steps here. You know, baby, baby steps, steps. Yeah, baby yeah. steps. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to standing outside in the cold tomorrow morning. Oh, <laughs> It'll be uh, three of 10. Here. <laughs> I love it. Well, my, the mind pillar is almost self-explanatory, right? This is going to be all kinds of mind in, in doing this. I, I believe my challenge to you this month for mind is actually just kind of learning more about kind of the things we discussed i'm the kind of like 
have always been this way, but I, I, I never say take my word for it. Uh, anytime I, I recommend something, I will never um, tell somebody, you know, I don't like the words cure. I don't like the words expert. I don't like any of those. I tend to like recommend something, but the first pillar going back to Wim Hof as well is mindset. And I always tell people go and research it. And even more so if you research it, get back to me and I'd love to learn more about this or this is what the neatest part about doing the podcast as well. And, and going out to all these listeners, I want people to come back and go, Hey, Ram, you said this, but what about this? Um, or maybe even be like, Ram, you're completely wrong with that. And, you know, based on this study, this is what it is. And, and that's where I go back to the mind is I want you to take in what I told you about in regards to like looking up cold thermogenesis, heat thermogenesis, um, even Dr. Rhonda Patrick stuff. I want you to almost, um, actually, I challenge you to do this because I know I will be doing this, but I want you to read like one page, one article, one PubMed study um, a day just for your mind because if you believe in it, the action side of it becomes easier. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I was going to try and uh, pull a hook in there saying that, uh, you know, I was reading kids' books. I hope it's one page for a day, but... I feel like it's got to be a little bit more sustenance there. Yeah, I think it'd be good too to kind of, you know, have some starting points. I know it's not to say like this is the only spot, but like finding some good information on on the web too. You know, obviously there's a lot of content out there. Maybe we can put the, a note there as well, just a good couple good starting points there as well. Yeah, um, I think would be helpful for everyone and, and myself too. I mean, I've got a few sources there. Like I've listened to a few um, podcasts with Dr. Rhonda. Patrick yeah great stuff there and actually that was kind of the first initial thought on saunas and whatnot before I got this infrared sauna and we've been chatting about it too just the uh, the, the cardiovascular benefits that you get from it and so yeah um, yeah I think that'd be great just to have a couple starting points for for getting that uh, um, reading one page uh, of an article or of an interest uh, um, piece it would be great beautiful we'll check it off Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, to finish this off, it's an easy one for most, but uh, we're doing it right now. This will be my tribe time, but we talk about tribe and, you know, we're, we're only as good as the people we surround ourselves with. And uh, that's exactly yourself for me. Um, and I want to challenge you as well as to, to keep building that tribe um, within yourself. You already have a tribe at home, you know, your wife and your kids and I've always said, you know, it's not about the things you're kind of like <laughs> forced to do or you feel like you have to do. I want your tribe time to be things that you actually want to do and that you actually enjoy. Um, and and a lot of times it's just kind of being grateful for what you're doing. And so it shouldn't feel a forced time. It should be, as an example, like playing a board game, you know, with the kids or the family. Maybe it is watching uh, a, a movie with, with your family. Um, I'm a huge, you know, like I said before, I love getting outside and bringing it back right from the beginning of this podcast, just being like kids and playing more. And I, I know you already do that with your, yeah, yeah. your awesome boys. I, you, you send me pictures all the time of, of you guys playing and, and I'm envious of it. So I know yeah. you're going to check that box off. So you know what? You're three for 10 there, Colin. Yeah, you? yeah. Well, this just reminds me of like, uh, oh, what was it? It was like us, uh, St. Patrick's Day going out and then 
you telling me about how you and your dad are playing like NASCAR racing till like four in the morning, just having a good time, you know, being kids and you know, like what's that like uh, over a decade ago that that occurred or almost, oh man, it's like 15 years ago or so. And uh, then, uh, you know, still to this day, we're still just goofing around. Like <laughs> what was it we were chatting about too? Like was it my 30th birthday? You surprised me in uh, Whistler. We had a, we were at this like nice restaurant and we're just a bunch of hooligans in the other restaurant there, you know, just having a good time though. And like, it's such a memorable experience and just kind of, I always kind of find this as a, a challenging thing because like, you know, depending on where you are and, you know, your, your life uh, with kids or without kids or um, married, not married or whatever your status is, it's like sometimes getting caught up into the things that you're supposed to do versus the things that actually like fill your cup up and, you know, it's easy to get distracted, I find, and, uh, you know, pulling back to you know say like you and me chatting more and having a good time and like uh, I think this podcast has been great for that even if it's like you and me listening to it uh, I'm having an awesome time um, you know kind of just hanging out and ha- you know chatting about these things and uh, and learning too so like uh, just really focusing on the things that uh, yeah fill you up and build the um, it's like a, a present uh, mindset for when you're doing something and really enjoying it and noticing whether or not it fills your cup versus just you know okay like i i hung out with some friends today or i hung out and did this versus like oh no i actually saw a benefit of doing this kind of like the same thing of like you know tracking your sleep and tracking you know falling through the pillars like you know seeing what works for for you in in particular i think that's a really good good concept fill the cup you definitely filled my cup uh, just doing this podcast tonight and and it's it's really cool because like you just said and and you know it's it's just a conversation between you and I but what I can't wait for is now the next conversation um about December and the challenges and I'm sure we're gonna have plenty more stories to share (laughs) um and I'm sure there's gonna be more stories about our our past and our history because you 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 nailed it when you said there's not been a time that you and I have gotten together and we haven't had a story (laughs) had (laughs) an amazing time and so if it's the cops getting called to me on running in a field uh with my shirt off uh, at an elementary school (laughs) (laughs) Or you, uh, you know, uh, doing this cold stuff out there in, in minus 30 in Alberta. I, I am looking forward to it. So um, for all the listeners out there, we're going to actually, we've got some work to do with the show notes, um, but we're going to definitely add a blueprint as to what the challenge is. Um, all 10 pillars, uh, sleep, uh, water, nutrition, movement, breath, supplements, cold, heat, mind, and tribe are all going to be within it. They're top 10 for us this month. We're going to connect that chain just like I, I remember in school. We connected the chain until Christmas. We're going we're gonna to have a chain that we build all the way to the end of the month and try and do this each and every day. So I always say, win the day, win the month, win the year, win your life. So we're going to we'll, we'll end off with that. Anything to add, Colin? No, I think this is awesome. <laughs> well, one thing I was going to say is that, you know, this goes back to our uh, FUBAR days, but, uh, you know, turn down the suck. <laughs> and turn up the good. Yeah. Or let's say turn up the cold. Turn, turn down the suck and turn up the, <laughs> this month, brother. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Thanks for uh, 
yeah, running me through this and having me on and, uh, you know, not just keep me in the dark. You know, I get to have a voice here. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is great. I uh, had a great time here tonight. I love it. Well, for all our listeners out there, join us in the Fine Fit December Challenge. Remember to hashtag FFITDecember. And uh, looking forward to hearing from all of you as we embrace this month of December and, and get ourselves healthy and well. And I, I wish you all the best.